Politicians make promises. Parents make promises. Husbands make promises. But the question remains, does God make promises? And even more specifically, has he promised me anything? And if he has promised me something, can I believe him? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Um, if you've been following um, our sermon podcast or keeping up with, with the with the sermons, the Sunday sermons online, uh, you know we've been in, in the book of Mark, and I think we were at 40 ser- Sundays in Mark, right? Yeah, 39 or 40, something like that. Yep. Right, and just uh, last week was Easter uh, when we're recording this, and we are finally done in the book of Mark, and we're starting a new sermon series called Rock Solid. That's right. And, and really what this what this sermon series is going to look at is some promises of God and, and the promises that he makes to his people, and so we thought that that today on consider it, we're, we're going to consider this question. Uh, so this is kind of the question that we crafted. It says, "I hear, I hear people talk about the promises of God often. What are they, and what do I do with them?" Yeah, yeah, that's really the kind of the preemptive question to yeah. this sermon series. You know, we're not going to do sequential exposition like we were doing in Mark, you know, verse by verse through a book of the Bible, but we're um, I've just taken six kind of prominent promises that God has made uh, to us from the New Testament. Now, there's many, many more. There's hundreds of promises in the scripture, um, but uh, we're just going to take a few. Want those promises that are rock solid that we can bank our life on, mm-hmm. that we can build a life in it. And it's prompted by this question. You know, you hear this kind of thrown about a lot, you know, like, oh, just, you know, claim the promises of God, you know, just trust. Well, God promised me this, you know, you, oh, I saw a rainbow today and I knew God was promising me you know something right and, and uh, you just find a lot of hope in that and um and so uh, let's let's just back up and what what we mean by that and what are promises that god makes and and all that so yeah that's right that's where this series kind of comes from right I, th- I think it's it's a balancing to kind of the the polarized way that we think right because we think of of this really extreme kind of health wealth prosperity thing that is yeah. just cl- name it and claim it right and we say well no it's not that so should we just go and say, well, we are uncertain of anything and we don't know what's going to happen? Right. I, I think when we when we look at this and, and throughout the sermon series, we're going to learn that actually there are some things yeah. that God has promised that we can take hold of and, and really just be grounded in, right? That's right. That's uh, which is not necessarily a new car. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. And that's that's just a great way to think of it. It is this like, it, there's, there is a solid footing right. in the promises of God. And, you know, the two extremes, one that, you know, kind of naive, name it and claim it, prosperity gospel uh, type uh, thinking that is just baseless and really, yeah. you know, and, and, and just really caters to our fleshly desires. But the opposite of that is not just 
skeptical doubt. Right. You know, where we're just tossed to and fro, where, where, where we have no like assurance in the word of God. Right. And so both of those extremes are to be rejected and we're to come here. Well, what, where is the solid ground right. of the scriptures and, and the, you know, and what the God has said. And so there are some things that, you know, fall into this line of promises. Mm. You know, as you just think, if you're a good Bible student, um, you know, as you are studying the scriptures, there are commands of God, right? The right. imperatives. Do this, yeah? Um, or God says, you know, or don't do that. Um, there's narratives in the scripture that describe, you know, certain situations and people and the character of people and, you know, the those stories that have a point in the scripture. And then laced throughout the Bible are these promises, Um you know, if you think of Second Corinthians one twenty, where Paul says that for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And so it's Paul doing there. He's reminding us that God has promised them certain things and they're rock solid. They're like, they're guarantees. Right. You know, we can take God at his word. If God says, I will do something, um, it will come to pass and we can trust the Lord. We build our life upon it. We, you know, we act as if it is true. But that's really what, you know, kind of leads us to this. Well, what are those? What are those? What are promises then? What constitutes a promise? As I'm studying the Bible, how do I know that this is a promise to me and not yeah. just some like hopeful wish or dream? Like, well, God has promised me a new car. He's promised me that I will be uh, well again. He's promised me that, you know, whatever. Um, how do we know those things? Like, right. What, what constitutes a promise? And, and, and that's why we, we've said it so many times uh, on the podcast, but that, that, that being in the word and studying the word is such an important thing for any believer who is trying to follow the Lord, right? Because we're, we're getting to, to this, this point where we're saying you have to believe God at his word. Yeah. And so for you to believe certain things, uh, about God influences dramatically your life. Yeah. Right. And, and if you're making those up or yeah. if you're, if they're, you know, not accurate right i think that that creates this 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 uh you know your compass is skewed yep. right and how you're walking yeah and, and the only way to to have an accurate compass yep. is the word is the right word. Totally. and studying it and and same being built here upon the word you know for if, if we're building our life upon our own desires or you know whatever our prevailing emotions are whatever the you know prevailing patterns of depravity in the world are those things that are normal those things that are culturally or politically acceptable of the day um th- those things are always changing but the word of god will always point us in the right direction and right. so let me just answer this question you know if somebody asks like what are promises and I would, this is how I would answer it. I would answer it as it's those statements by God in the Bible based in his character, not based in anything else, yeah. but that are based in his character and that often begin with, I will. Hmm. You know, that, as you're reading through the scriptures, as you're, you know, studying it, when you see those words and it is God speaking and you see, I will just go ahead and underline that star it, you know, um, highlight it, whatever your method of Bible study is. So yeah. that way you don't miss it, but then go deeper, you know? And so, um, and, and we'll kind of talk about it here, but it's those statements by God in the Bible based in his character that often begin with, I will, and they're often only experienced through our obedience. Hmm. 
Um, you know, God makes some unconditional promises. There are things that he does uh, irregardless of our actions. Right. Um, but then there are some things that are contingent upon our obedience. And so I think of like, here's a, here's a promise that you're probably familiar. These are Jesus' words in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. And, and Jesus invites us in. He, he tells us this. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Mm-hmm. And so there's the command. There's the invitation. He's saying, come to me. Don't go to Netflix. Don't go to, you know, your favorite stuffed animal. Don't go to food or drink. He's saying, come to me. If you are labor, if you are, uh, you know, all you who are labor, who are working and are tired, exhausted, who are weary of soul. And, And he says, and here's the promise. And I will give you rest. There's a promise. Come to Christ and you will yeah. find rest. Hmm. Is your soul tired? I will give you rest. You know, he says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find, you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hmm. Like there's a promise of God. You right. need rest? Is your soul heavy? Are you anxious? Are you weary? Are you are you downtrodden? Are you despairing? Come to Christ. Right. And you will find rest for your soul. And there's there's a certainty, right? He says, I will I do it. I will. Yeah. But you have to come to him hmm. and you have to take up his yoke. Right. Put his yoke, you know, like you think the, you know, imagine the old pictures, you know, this is kind of like, we, we don't really see this much any day, but those wooden yokes, those boards that were fit, you know, and kind of curved to go over your neck, you know, and one is on Christ and one is on you. Yeah. And you have to do it. It's not just like, okay, come here and curl up in a ball or whatever. He's saying, no, take up the yoke and he will walk alongside with you in whatever you're going through. And he will give you rest. He, it's, you will find your load, your burden lightened as we come to Christ. But there's some, but there's some exclusivity there. He's not saying, well, come to Christ and come to, you know, all the things that I just mentioned. I don't need to rehash them. <laughs> but no, come to Christ alone and you hmm. will find the rest that only he can give to your soul. So there's a, there's a, you know, a promise, a promise, you know, specific for today, even, you know, yeah, as we think about sure. the pandemic that we're in, but you see it here. It's a statement by God. Christ is making it in the scripture, uh, begins with, I will, and it's based in his character, in his good, gracious, merciful character, contingent upon us coming to him and him alone. And so that's, that's what I would say is a promise. So there's one, there are several you know, um, as you read it, maybe one is coming to your mind right now yeah. uh, of a promise. But that's that's what we mean when we say these promises of God right there. Um, and so the question then comes up, well, what do we do with it? You know, right. What like what? OK, I read it now. Let's uh, where does the rubber meet the road? Yeah, and, and that's like, that's kind of like, uh, you know, the question we started with, like, you know, you hear often the just claim it yeah. right. Claim claim that for you claim that. And, and, and even that's a that's getting really popular. I mean, it is very popular, very popular. And just in, in, in our culture today of just kind of like uh, speaking things into existence, claiming that yeah. that that whatever it is, right, the promotion or the good will for your life or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, you're, you're only going to speak positive. You know, you hear this stuff on Christian radio and right. all that stuff, you know, positive and encouraging and all that. And we're, you know, we're, we're just going to, if I, if I only think, you know, uh, 
positive things and it's, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll think it into existence or I'm just going right. to say it as if it is. And, uh, and, and it'll, it'll come to come to fruition. Right. And, so. and I think like, like we said earlier, it's, it's not that we're saying the opposite, be yeah. negative and don't be right, encouraging. Right, right, I'm right. saying, I think what we're saying is, is, you know, let's, let's bank on what we know is true, right? Yeah. Let's root ourselves, our, our minds and our emotions yeah. on what God has said, yeah. you know, like these things, uh, you know, that, that example you gave is a perfect one, right? Because when we're, when we're burdened, when we're heavy laden, when we're tired, like in this time, uh, when we're anxious, we don't know what's what's happening. Uh, rather than speaking positivity, which I think being positive is a very good thing in this time, right? We sure. don't we don't need more uh, news coverage and, and just how you know doom and gloom. Getting right. on Facebook and seeing you know maybe this can go till the end of the year, whatever. We we don't need that. I'm I'm not saying let's be negative, but what we can trust yeah. is that you know. God is in control, right? We right. can trust is that God says, in me, you can find rest, Yeah. right? And 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 I think that's where we go, right? right? We go to the the promise that he has for us. That's right. You know, so I think the better way to think of like promises and what we do with them is to think about we walk in them. Hmm. You know, this idea of walking in the ways of the Lord, walking in scripture, walking in faithfulness is an example that's all over the pages of your Bible. Right. Just do a a quick search in your Bible app on Bible Gateway or whatever, and just type "walk" in in the you know or "walk in" if you want, and uh, you'll you'll just be inundated with all the examples in the Scripture because this is a a a a prominent metaphor, and I think a very helpful one of what the Christian life is. Right. You know, we uh, we follow Christ one step at a time. We obey Christ one decision at a time and just faithful obedience one step over and over until, you know, the race is finished, until right. we reach Christ. And so when we think of promises, we walk in them. A, a promise, here's here's maybe a helpful way to think of it. A promise is like a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. It's a pathway that we know the footing is sure. It is well-traveled. It is the pathway that the Lord is on. Hmm. And so it is the way that he has designed for us, the narrow way with a, you know, a small door that few find. But it is the sure and certain way. It may look different. You may want to go the more scenic route. You may want to go your own way. You may be a trailblazer and want to go your own way. Just read through your Old Testament and find out how that goes. You right. know, for all the people that do what is right in their own w- w- eyes, that do not do what is right in the Lord's eyes. You know, not just too great. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't go well. Um, and yet, the promises of God are those pathways that lead us somewhere, that protect us. Hmm. You know, a sidewalk is alongside the road, and it keeps us protected from the oncoming traffic. Uh, it keeps us off of other people's property where we're not to trespass. But on the sidewalk. We're safe, right? You know, relatively speaking. You know, some you know moms who are <laughs> fearful and anxious, are like no, yeah. think bad things happen. Track with me here. You know, they're they're like those sidewalks, right. those pathways that God has tread upon. That He has said, "Come this way, and I will be with you." And, and there's an active, there's an active, uh, like we're active participants, right? Yeah. And that's 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 I th- I think why this is a really uh helpful way to think of it because it's not this you know we're sitting down doing nothing letting you know this kind of mystic genie do everything rather it's we're actively participating but it's it's truth-based right it's truth 
influence. We're walking uh, based on what we know about God and what he has said. And so we're walking with assurance, right? We're walking in confidence, knowing that God is who he says he is, right? right? And he'll do what he says he'll do. Yeah, we're taking him at his word. You're saying, okay, God, I don't know the, I don't know where the sidewalk is going to lead necessarily. I don't know, you know, what neighborhoods it's going to go through. I don't know what I'm going to encounter along the way, but I'm trusting you by staying on it. Right. You said you will be with me here and I want to be with you where you are. You know, you think of like another promise of, you know, the Great Commission. It seems hmm. like we talk about the Great Commission all the time well, yeah. because it's our mission. You know, it's, it is what we, and, and it's like, and all the things he tells us, go therefore, make disciples, baptize, teach. But then he says, and behold, I am with you always. Yeah. Even to the end of the age. It's like, well, we want to be with the Lord. That's his presence that we're after. It's his glory. It's that, well, where is he with us when we are making disciples? Hmm. Yeah. You know? And so we want to be on the pathways that God has promised to bless where he is with us, where he's walking with us, where all these things, well, there, there you have it. Right. You know? And so let's, as Christians, walk the way of faithfulness. Let's hmm. walk the way that he has promised to be. And that's, that's where we take him at his word and we put him to that, even if we're the only ones on the path. Yeah. Even if everyone's like, yeah, let's, you, you do that. You know, like going back to our Matthew 11 and come to me, you know, it's like you say, well, you know what, you know where I need to go? I need to go be with the Lord. I'm going to spend some time in the word. I'm going to spend some time praying. Man, all I want to do is find sleep. But you know where I need to be <laughs> this morning is I need to be with the people of God. You know, I've had a long day. I, I you know, I don't want to, um, I, I, you know, I just, I need some alone time. You know, I need to, I'm going to have a few drinks. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to watch Netflix, you know, and it's small group night. Well, I just don't want to be around. It's like, no, 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 no. Like come, Jesus is saying, no, come to me. Right. And he comes to us through his people, through his word as we pray and all that. And, and uh, we're, you know, we're tempted to find it in all kinds of things and to find, to blaze our own trail, to make our own path. And he says, no, here, walk in this. Right. And, I, and, and this like claim them, claim the promises versus walking in the promises. I think a, a big difference is kind of like what the end is. Yeah. Right. And, and rather than, than wanting to know the end and having to have the end, rather when we walk in them where it's this trust it's this you know god is in control god is leading Mm -hmm. he's dictating the outcome right i don't have to i don't have to pick the outcome and i think sometimes this kind of name and claim it thing is actually our attempt to write the outcome right where where god is saying no 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 well i'm i'm the one who's doing all things and so what we do is we walk in in confidence yeah. of what he has said and what he said what he's revealed the means of grace that he has given to us and yeah. you know to reject them is ultimately to say like well my way is better right i know me better than right. you know me god and to which god's like yeah, yeah okay who was there when you were born right. who formed you in the womb you know who all that and and uh there's there's just a lot of hubris there to say right. well you know i i know me better than you know me god right and and, and, and that's that's how we that's how we find like joy and comfort when our circumstances aren't necessarily comforting or joyful, right? Because yeah. we're not, I'm not focused on the, maybe like the outcome or, or the here and now, but I'm, I'm kind of putting my trust and my hope in what he has said. And so there's still joy in the suffering and there's still comfort 
in in the uncomfortable because I believe that God has promised this, right? That's right. And and it's going to work out the way he has worked all things, That's right? right? That's right. That he hasn't left us or forsaken mm-hmm. us. There's another promise, you know, Hebrews yeah. 13, 5, you know, that uh, even when our circumstances aren't comfortable or joy-filled, we know that God has promised to be with us if we're walking with him, if we're on the pathway, and that he's, you know, that we can find rest and we don't yeah. have to worry that he's going to provide for us. Um, and okay, well, if the Lord's here with me, there's no better place to be, you know? Yeah, and uh, that's what uh, that's yeah. that's how we walk faithfully. And so the Bible, the Bible, sixty six books, and I I think there's there's a ton of instances where we see God is 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 saying these things right that I will do this or yeah. I I'm you know gonna give you this. How how do we know what I should take? Like yeah. you know me as the believer when I'm reading my Bible, how should I know? What is for me? Like, is it, is everything, is everything he say in the Old Testament all throughout right. the new, like, is that something that I should think right. for myself? Right. Yeah. You know, if you just go in and search like I will in the Bible, you'll come up with oodles of things. Right. You know, and so how do we know that these are for us? Right. A good Bible student would ask that. And is this, uh, you know, is he just talking to that, that person or is this, you know, like right. something universal? And that's a, that's a good question because you find all kinds of things and you, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, get a card in the mail or you'll see a meme pop up or something that yeah. has this like obscure, you know, verse from the prophets or something and yeah. God's promising. It's usually you know, where they come from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, somebody's like encouraging us. And so that, that's a good question, you know, and here's, here's my answer. We'll study the text and mm. know who the original audience is. You know, we, we are good at just kind of cherry picking verses out. You know, we like the verse of the day that gets texted to us and, 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 and yet the Bible's much deeper than that. And so, you know, when we find these, you know, it's just, we find these phrases, these I wills is we need to study, ask who's the original audience, who's writing this, what are the circumstances there? And then from there is asked, well, is this a universal promise? Is this something that God is saying for good to every person who believes in him and is reading this? Or is it only for a sp- specific situation or particularly Israel? Yeah. Um, because there are some conditional things like that in the, you know, in the Old Testament. One of the, you know, one of the probably the most quoted verses, especially around like graduation is Jeremiah 29, 11. Hmm. I'm saying that, and you know, if you're listening to this, you can probably even quote it, you know, that for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord plans, you know, for a hope and a future, you know, and, and, you know, like you were talking earlier, the prosperity people love that one. Yeah, I've I've seen it on a few Instagram bios. (laughs) Right. That's for sure. Yeah. So we see it always like in a, you know, in, in, in graduation time, you know, it's even getting thrown about now as, you know, our future is uncertain as, you know, economic downturns and all that stuff. And, you know, people are claiming this, you know, it's, it just goes on to say, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for a welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place where from which I sent you into exile. 
And so just like, a, you know, mm. reading a little bit more and we see the context. It's like, very specific. It is yeah. very specific. You know, this was for Israel. They'd been taken captive mm. by the Assyrians and, and dispersed among the, you know, that, that wider nation taken out of the Holy Land. And now here God is saying that um, he would restore them back to the promised land. You know, and so it's very specific. You know, there are some general things here. God still has a plan. Right. You know, God still knows the future. You know, we can we can take comfort in that. You know, we still have a hope. Like those those things are generally true. Um, but to take this and to pull it out of context and to think, you know, like to name this and claim this, you know, right. for, um, you know, when you get evicted from your house or because, you know, because you haven't paid your rent or, you know, or you, something happens and you feel unjustly treated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this isn't necessarily like the promise to come to. Right. This, this is very specific and, and it should give us courage. Like, what do we do as believers today? It's not that we just chuck this out, you know, like, oh, that was the Old Testament. Well, no, we see this is evidence of God's past faithfulness. Right. You see his character in that. You yeah. see his character here. You know, even as you begin to understand, well, like, well, Israel wasn't just, you know, the poor victims of, uh, you know, a more powerful nation. Yeah. No, this was God's judgment upon their sin. Right. You know, he says, I drove you there. All the places where I have driven you, he says, you know, that God used the Assyrians and later the Babylonians for the, for, you know, Judah and took them captive. Why? Because they sinned. Right. Because king after king didn't do what was right in his own eyes and generation after generation continued to worship Baal and the Asherah and all the false gods of the nations and uh, turned away from the Lord. And even even in that passage that you were just reading, you hear the the responsibility of of the people, right? Yeah. Come to me, pray to me, worship yeah. me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you do this, even though you're in captivity, even though you're in an uncomfortable, joyless situation, working hard away from the promises of God, that you see his mercy here, right? You see God saying, Well, Turn to me, I will hear you, and I will restore you. And, and you just see the mercy of God towards them. And, right. you know, and so for us today, we can be uh, warned also, you know, like, well, God takes, you know, sin and disobedience pretty seriously. Right. And uh, and we can also take comfort in his mercy. But we, and, but we see, like, the specificity in the passage. This is a promise that God is making to the people of Israel at that time. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. Right. All right, and so, so it's uh, it's we need to be good students, and we need to understand that, um, and and but at the same time, you know, not just throw it out. You right. know, we can't make this our life verse and claim this over every situation that doesn't go our way. Yeah. And we don't just toss it out. We view it in light of the scripture, mm. you know, and uh, in light of the bigger storyline of the Bible. You know, there's a, there's you know like another one here. These are just some ones that that uh, you hear often and so maybe I'm just like crushing people right now but <laughs> I want us to just you know um, to, to honor the Lord and be good students of the scripture because here's another one that I keep hearing uh, these days and you've probably heard it, it's that second Corinthians 7 uh, or second Chronicles rather 714 that if my people who are called by na- by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land yeah. You know, people, you know, who love America pray all this stuff. And if we just, you know, humble ourselves and if our government leaders would just, you know, do this and if we would just do that, then God would bless our land and bless America. And I'm thinking like, you know, wait, what? You know, yeah. 
you hear this when we're in crisis, you hear this, you know, in national days of prayer, um, and people just coming back to this, but God didn't make that to the USA. He didn't make it to America. He didn't make it to Mexico. He didn't make it to Canada. He didn't make it to Africa. He made that, you know, to the people of Israel. And this was what Solomon was praying as he was dedicating the temple. As you just look at the context here, um, you know, David wanted to make the temple. God said, no, you can't, but your son will. And so Solomon makes the temple to where God would dwell. And it was a magnificent building. And as he's consecrating it or dedicating it, he's praying this prayer. And uh, the Lord uh, uh, then, you know, speaks and makes these, uh, you know, these claims and warns the people and also just like, hey, this is this is what I will do uh, because I'm dwelling here among us. And so to claim this as a promise to like the USA, like we will be, you know, a godly nation is misguided. Yeah. Um, yet it still is helpful for us to understand. Yeah, we do need to get low before the Lord. Right. We do need to call upon him in crisis. Yeah. And it, uh- you know, I'm 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 hearing in, in both of these examples. You know, when when they're used kind of in, in this inaccurate way, the kind of the mindset behind it is is the goal, the outcome, right? We want that outcome right. rather than kind of seeing what God is doing, seeing His character, and, and trusting who He is, yeah. right? I think a, a great counter example to this is is when when Jesus says that He's going to build His church and the gate of hell will not prevail yeah. you know that he's not speaking just to the early church there in acts right, right? He's, he's saying that god is has started to build this church and he is going to build the church yeah. and until we're with him and we're going to be glorified like all yeah. of god's people will be together worshiping him that's right and so that's something like right like you know since we planted uh, several years ago that's something that we trust yeah. right that god is building his church, God is the one here doing the work at redemption. He's yeah. laying it before us, and we're just faithful. We right. do our best to do it. That's right. Um, but we know that it's Him who's building the church. That's right. Yeah. Jesus said He would do it, and so that's the pathway in which we are walking right. upon, um, and and doing it His way. We're following His blueprint, at least the best that we know. Right. You know, from those scriptures, you know, just trying to be faithful. But we're not here. You know, it's not you and I, and you know, elders and leaders or whatever building the church according to our own plans. Right. You know, what will attract the most people? What will be culturally relevant? All these. No, we're building it upon the proclamation that Jesus is the Christ. Right. We are building it upon this confession that Christ is Lord. And so we're preaching that we're exalting and worshiping him. We're praying to him. We're telling as many people about it. These things that we call our pillars and, you know, until God returns, you know, and Christ comes back for us or, you know, what, like we're going to, we're going to continue to follow the way of faithfulness because he's promised that he will build it. And so we're just on the pathway building in that. Right. Way. And we've like this idea of walking in that promise, you know, this is a great example, like finding a place to meet, right? Yeah. Finding, praying for the people that would help, uh, yeah. you know, like on a Sunday run, the tr- the volunteers needed, like all these things that we need yeah. that we did not have, yeah. uh, walking in that promise that God is going to build this church. And so we're going to, we don't know where they're coming from. Right. We don't know where this space is, you know, uh, up until, you know, November of last year, this, this space, the space that we're in now, yeah. uh, we didn't know. Right? right. But we walked in that promise that God 
is building his church. And so right. we, we stay faithful to, right. to that promise. That's right. And even in these days, you know, where we can't use the space that we're in. Right. It's not as though like Jesus has gone back on his word and he's like, well, you know, I was, but now I'm taking a break. Right. You know, I've been working hard and, you know, it's mid, mid afternoon and, you know, the sun's hot. And so I can't like, no, no. Jesus is still building his church even now. Mm-hmm. And we're still going to continue to preach the word. We're still going to continue to share the gospel, pray, worship him, and and trusting that, okay, well, he's still with us. He's, you know, we're staying faithful to the Great Commission, and he's still with us, and we're walking in those promises here and now. You know? right. And uh, and that's that's just what we come back to. You know, we, we, we find these promises in the New Testament or, you know, even things from the Old Testament reiterated in the New Testament. You know, earlier I uh, referenced uh, Hebrews 13, 5, that where God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. A reiteration of the promise, you know, from Deuteronomy 31 and multiple times in, in Joshua uh, chapter 1 and all that, where God is promising that to the people of Israel, but reiterated then uh, to us as... Uh, uh, new covenant believers in in the church in this day and so um and so that's just you know i hope this has been helpful you know it was, and, uh, and and encouraging to you as we just look at what are the promises what do we do with them and uh, i'm i'm eager to you know be in this uh, series you know with you and and uh, applying some of these and setting up this these pathways for us to walk faithfully and confidently in the promises of god and so let me just kind of close with uh, this. What is, you know, what does the God's word say about promises? We've talked about walking in them. Well, here's uh, here's just kind of four things that I would just encourage you with um, as we as we close here. As you come to a promise, um, here is just four A's to to help you. One is just to acknowledge what you lack. You know, as you need a promise, as you need a pathway, as you want to know the way of faithfulness, just acknowledge what you lack. Do you lack wisdom? Do you lack information? Do you lack understanding? Do you lack Mm. resources? Acknowledge that before the Lord and then ask God for it. The one who provides all things, the one who's with you, ask him for it. Acknowledge that you lack it, then ask God for it. And then here's the third thing, then accept uh, the answer preemptively. You know, we don't, we don't, when we come to ask God for his advice, it's not like, well, you know, I'll see what you have to say. I'll, you know, I'll wait and, you know, depending upon what your answer is, Lord, whether it's too hard, whether, you know, I'm down with it or not. No, 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 no. We like faith says, I'm going to accept the answer preemptively. Right. Whatever you tell me to do, whatever is the way of faithfulness, whatever is true, whatever is right, I will do it uh, even before you tell me what I'm supposed to do. And then finally is to act on it with faith and discipline. Acknowledge what you lack, ask God for it, accept the answer preemptively, and then act on it with faith and discipline. Right. Being diligent to do it. And as you find the way, as you find the pathway, get after it. Trust in the Lord and everything will work out for his glory and your good. Right. And it's really cool because just how we've been talking, this idea of just walking in those promises— these first two A's, acknowledge your lack, ask God for it. This is the trusting God, knowing his promises, believing that he is who he yeah. says he is, right? And then those second two, accept the answer preemptively, act on it. That's the walking in it, right? Yeah. It's like know what, study the word to know who God is and, yeah. and what he promises to do. Yeah. 
and then go act on it, right? Live that out. Yep. Trust him and take him on his word. That's right. Amen. And then watch God work. Right. And live, you know, with that confident dependence that we talk about uh, in uh, whatever season you find yourself in. No matter what uh, crisis you're in, no matter what decision you have to make, no matter how you're trying to follow the Lord obediently, no matter how you're trying to lead others and lead your family and to share the gospel with others, just trust him and uh, bank your life on his promises and it will go well for you yep well we're excited to to start this series so just you know follow us on on all the things facebook instagram and and hopefully we will see you all soon that's right well thanks for tuning in to consider it a ministry of redemption bible church here in Brownfield, texas where we are taking on questions regarding life theology church if you'd like to submit a question text the word redemption and your question to 474747 if you'd like to learn more about our church visit us at redemption.bible we thank you for your support and listening and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it